feel the power of your masculine to feminine energy play the honoring of the sexual connection between you two. If something needs to be born, it will. It will allow that to be organically flown out. Right? Allow those wings to spread as they will. But if they don't need to be, then continue walking your path and you'll fly again with someone else. All right? That's what life is. That's what life is. You fall in love at 13, you fall in love at 30, you might fall in love at 70, you might never fall in love. <laughs> Welcome, my friends, to today's session on hot, cold sexual energy when a woman is pushing on you but then pulls away at the last moment. And maybe some problems with your ability to show emotional care. Today, I received a beautiful message via bulldozer.com from someone who remained anonymous, referred to him as X. First and foremost, I want to thank you for all your wisdom and experience you give your YouTube family. I've been following your content for quite some time now and have resonated with lots of your stories as I've experienced some of them firsthand. I recently revisited your How to Heal a Broken Heart, Potter from Bulldojo, and this time it hit me even harder as I'm in a similar situation. A few months ago, I started seeing this girl I met from a dating app. We went out a few times and felt comfortable around each other. Talking about our past partners and sexual experiences, on the night I was going to, in quotes, close, end quotes, her sexually, something happened. As we were making out, we started feeling each other and things started getting hotter and hotter. Yet, just when I go to unbutton her pants, she pulls back and says she doesn't want to do this. Obviously, I respect her decision and we both pull away. She then goes on to tell me that she doesn't feel anything between us, in brackets, connection-wise, in brackets. It starts to get late, so I go to drop her off and don't text her for the next week or so, since I figured she didn't want anything from me, and I went about my life. I start texting her ever so often, but just to check in on her. A few weeks pass by, and I was going to have a bonfire with a few friends and invited her too. She messages back saying something along the lines of, I don't want to date you romantically or sexually. In brackets, I have the full text if needed. In brackets, I agree with her and tell her I would just like to hang out as friends sometime. Then a few more weeks pass by and I invite her out for some tea and she agrees. We then go to a viewpoint and just chat about whatever. As the night progresses, she slowly starts getting more physical, mounts me at one point. I can tell she wants to kiss me, but I hold back. In brackets, P.S. We were in my car. In brackets. She then asks me why I won't kiss her and I kind of just laugh and bring her into me. Later that night, I did kiss her, but we never got physical, which she got a little upset about. We start seeing each other regularly, once a week, and we finally sleep with each other. I thought things were going well, but just last week, she told me over a phone call that she doesn't feel a connection when we kiss or have sex. In other words, she doesn't feel like I like her enough or am attracted to her, which I am and I do. Now, a little about me. I haven't been in a committed relationship in four years now. I've had many casual relationships, but I was very cold towards them in terms of my feelings. This is the first girl in these four years that I'm having these feelings towards, but I'm having a hard time showing it even though I feel like I'm trying. I hope to hear your insight on what's going on, whether it's my 50 that's in the wrong or just a misalignment. Thank you again and hope to hear from you soon. Well, thank you very much, X, for sending in that excellent pre-context and as to your fundamental question of whether you feel like this misalignment of sexual energy is mostly in your camp or her camp. Well, let's break it down. Let's always start with your 50 first. And we talk about the 50% concept and interaction of two people. You can only be responsible for that which you can control. Intent, eyes, vocal, body, language, vibe. Those are the very tactical micros of social dynamics. But in this large escape, you know, you're responsible for your principles of being direct, congruent, authentic, with empathy, displaying the supreme excellent principles of masculine energy. And if you're a female listening to this, of course, your feminine energy reversing the role there. Human principles, what we're talking about. So analyzing this man's 50 Based on what I've just heard in your story, it does sound like you have an issue with conveying emotional care, emotional connection, and really tapping into that. And what I would like you to vet first in your experience, X, 
is to go through and analyze the three different levels of attraction and the arenas in which we not only develop but portray and signal our attraction to another person. Starting off with physical first, the physical arena, right? the fleshly delights, right? the pulling of the hair, right? the kissing, the touching, and your attraction towards all of those things in terms of a very raw, raw animalistic state, your physical attraction towards someone, the curvature, the hard lines, the musculature, right? the ravaging, the excitement when it comes to playing with each other's bodies. That's in your physical arena. And then you move to the mental arena. Mental arena, the way in which someone perceives reality. Are you attracted to the way that they not only receive feedback, but interpret it and then portray outwards? The way that they export their thoughts, the way that they think, the way that they interact with other human beings on a cognitive level. Mental attraction. Finally, stepping into the third arena then, spiritual. That which cannot be described by words, that which cannot be labeled, that which is true and undying, that which is eternal, that which is the spirit within you. If you're understanding this attraction of spirits together, I think that's where most likely there's going to be an issue in your experience with this woman. Let me explain that a little bit more when we say spirit. Is that a woo-woo concept? Is that me asking you uh, to dive into magical beings, angels and demons? Absolutely not. When I'm talking about spirituality, I'm talking about what your spirit is. It is simply when you get beyond the body, when you get beyond the name, when you get beyond the occupation, when you get into a person passing away and you realize something animated that person whatever you would like to label that i'm not so concerned what you should be concerned with is the animation itself and all you need to do is go through enough life and have a brother best friend father pass away and to be standing there with their body to realize that there was something very special housed within this meat vehicle we would call human beings and the body so that being spirit now so the attraction of that what does that mean that you can see beyond that flesh and you can see the spirit within and you can intertwine, you can thread, you can weave yourselves together and that there is a harmony of connection, a true connection between you and her. This podcast is brought to you by BoldDojo.com where you can book one-on-one coaching with myself in order to create action plans, overcome limiting beliefs, destroy negative self-perceptions and egoic attachments. Have a listening ear to the trials of your life helping you to move forward. You can also sign up for the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. It's just a quick sip of social dynamics and anything I'm exploring on Fridays. Just go to boldojo.com, sign that up. You can also hit up the free resources of wisdom where I drop my favorite books, movies, quotes, anime, documentary, music, all of that, all at boldojo.com. And if you would like to help support this podcast, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. Link is down below in the description. Or you can also donate directly through the website, also linked down in the description. Anything that you guys do donate is always extremely appreciated and just goes back to helping support the show and what I do here. So thank you very much. And if you do get anything from this piece of content, please let me know in a comment down below. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible. And also please drop a thumbs up on the video. It just helps the YouTube algorithm, helps send out the video to more people in the community. And if you find that you resonated, share it with a friend who you think would resonate as well. Let's get into today's show. That is what I would like you to look into first because it seems like there was at least some form of physical attraction between you and her. You two had been making out, you'd already slept together. So I think it's safe to say that that's there. Then you look at mental attraction. It's just obviously, and you two are obviously not repulsive enough to each other that you can spend enough time. You can spend time just talking, chatting it up, catching up the tea. So I think there's at least some level of mental attraction. But where I think things may have fallen down here, and of course, I don't know you two. I don't have you two here in the room and that would be fantastic if I could. So I have to play here from what I've been given and I'm always going to say things and take things with a grain of salt for sure. But if you've got a woman who was happy escalating in temperature 
and fire and heat towards your sexual attraction in this arena of you two connecting, and then all of a sudden pulls back. We will analyze her 50 later, but we have to think about what you could have possibly done to have intercepted that organic ascension into the dance between masculine and feminine energy. One thing very key here is for those that miss the arena of spiritual attraction, for those that do not take the time to sit deeply into their eyes, to look into your woman's eyes, to look into her eyes and feel the depth of who she is with no name and no words, to breathe deeply with someone, to press your forehead against them, and to expand and rise, to compress, to contract, the squeezing, the pushing, the pulling of breath in and out of your body into theirs. Clothes stay on. It's very simple. Grab a couch, grab a beach, grab some sand, grab a river, grab a mountain. Grab a low energetic space where there's very, very little noise, I should say. Very low energetic noise space in which there's very little interruptions to the presence and connection between you and this person in front of you. And you just look deeply into their eyes. Now, instigating the connection instigating the connection between two human beings let's start with the evt eyes vocals touch how would i go about this for those of you that are a little bit i'm going to assume that x is the absolute beginner i don't think he is but i'm going to assume he is so that anyone listening who's an absolute beginner of social dynamics can play along to organically slide yourself and dive yourself into this experience with someone in order where you're going to connect the spirituality and don't worry we'll get more into why i think this has been a bit of an issue i think it's mostly because uh, we'll get more into it later but i think it's mostly important here to describe because there's obviously a bond of trust and comfort either not established or broken one of the two otherwise i'd have a lot more information about what potential unresolved trauma may exist within her which would give us a little bit more ammunition so to speak a little bit more uh, pieces to the puzzle when it comes to understanding the situation, but I don't have that information, which likely leads me to believe that X was not particularly, not doing as well as he possibly could have. Could have completely failed, yeah, but I can't say that. All I can say is that definitely not done as well as I think it could have been done, which is why we need to go into this. So, sitting down on the couch, very simply, and most people who listen to this podcast are gonna have a couch. You all definitely have access to the world. Whether you have beach or not, I don't know. But you definitely have access to a natural world. So anywhere there's going to be a low energetic noise-based space. Start with the eyes. Really sit into the eye contact between the person that you are connecting with and want to develop the trust and the comfort with. And don't just keep this at, oh yeah, I just got to look at them for a few seconds. No. No. The way that you look at someone should convey the eternity with which that you share. I want you to use a visualization here, if you will, an analogy in which that, not even that much of an analogy, more of just like a, just a visualization in which that, I want you to visualize golden particles being exchanged between your eyes and hers. Of course, I'm not encouraging you to do this in the moment. I'm saying as we're understanding this concept, a man and a woman looking at each other, as the man looks into her eyes, gold particles start to fly out from his, reaching out over to her. They're weak at first, though. Very, there's maybe only a few, just a couple. And then as you start to connect and you hold the eye contact, it goes from maybe 0% to 1%, 2%, 5%, 10%, 15 20 50 and it just goes up, 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 up. And as the connection between your eyes gets stronger, so does the strength, the light, and the golden aura that exchanges between your eyes to her. If you haven't worked out what the golden aura is, is yeah, just stay with me. But it starts to increase, and then all of a sudden when you reach 100% connectivity, 100% synchronization between your eyes and hers, well, there is an open channel. 
there is a strong, solidified, open channel to exchange spiritual energy. Only having achieved this level of solid, this solid connectivity between you and her, would you be able to get beyond the concept of you and her? That there is no more X, there is no more fake name Jenna, that's not whatever her name is. And you can actually start to see the spirit within. And that now, as you look into her, you feel yourself going into her. You feel her going into you and it just becomes one. I would like to know X if you have taken the time to do this with her before you attempted to sleep with her, before you two attempted to kiss each other, if you had just spent meaningful time trying to understand the spiritual nature of who you are or maybe who you aren't. Yeah. The reason for this is because this sets the foundation, the bedrock of all the dance of masculine and feminine energy. Right, the play between you and her is going to be founded upon comfort and trust. She can only orgasm to the degree in which that she trusts you. You can only let go into the full array, the full casting array of sensual delight that you are willing to trust her. It is a mutual exchange of trust in the sexual space between a man and a woman. If you, you know, don't get it confused, you can very well have penetration, you can very well have sex, you can have a penetrative sex with no spiritual connection whatsoever. But is that what you're after? Are you after a sexual experience devoid of love? Because it is love to have spiritual trust. It is love to have a comforting bond that extends beyond who you think you are. Yeah. To be practiced very, very deeply. Very, very deeply, but not very complicated. Not particularly complicated. What it requires is presence. What it requires is an endeavor, a courage, a courage to endeavor that I want to see what the full capacity, what the full potential is as human beings in this moment now. So X, I would have you now, just summarizing this point back up, you got physical, mental, spiritual. You may have been doing well enough on the physical and mental, it sounds like it, but I would like to know. I would like to know how much time you spent in that eye contact setting that up and then you could progress that a little bit further. So once you start to feel, oh my gosh, when she looks at me, I feel her in me. When I look at her, I can feel myself entering her. And then you would come to breathe. You'd come to lie down. You'd lay her down. Her fingers on your jaw is love. Your ear to her heart is love. Feeling the pulsation of blood, the rising of air, just moving through each other's bodies. Taking real time to pay careful attention to every curvature, every line, the subtle lines of her delicate neck, paying careful attention. All to come to rest and to find your heart beating against hers, feeling the heart rates come into synchronization, the breathing rate come into synchronization, I feel comfort and trust established. Again, all clothes may remain on. They, you may choose to remove clothes if it feels organic, but there should be no impetus to do so, only as an organic continuation of what had already been established between you and her. Mm-hmm. But no penetration certainly does not need to take place at this point. I want to know, X, did you pay this level of careful attention and cultivation of the sexual energy between you and her. Hmm. If you are someone that has self-confessed in your email to me that you had problems in most of your relationships and you had been in a four-year stint of casual relationships, your words, I I hope that you mean that as an open relationships based on my principles of being, having transparency, openness, care for the other person. That it's not just this highly destructive nature of having penetration with another human being and then just discarding them and discarding yourself in the process. 
you know, casual sex I'm not a fan of, open sex, big fan of, open sex done with care, empathy for the other human being, spiritual connection, understanding that you're at a moment in time in which that you're just trying to understand yourself in relation to others, just trying to adventure, just trying to explore. But you're not going to do it in a callous way. You're not going to do it in a destructive way. You're going to make sure that there's uh, T's and C's set up to the actual relationship, that it's not just let's see what happens, but no, it's, okay, this is my intent. I want to hear what your intent is. Let's not connect worlds. I'm not connect ropes. So I'm not going to go into a full seminar on how to set up open relationships. I have many podcasts on that, but I hope that's what you were doing. In any case, I want to know why you've been spending the last four years in these relationships. I would also like to know why that you feel like you've struggled to convey emotional connection throughout them and that it's been a constant theme and a pattern that that's the feedback you have received. And if that is the case, then if we're looking at your 50 as a, and stepping back here again, looking at your 50 of what you could have potentially have made a misstep, a mistake, and it needs to be corrected in the relationship with you and this woman, is that maybe you are walled off. Maybe you are emotionally shelled up and that maybe there was some trauma that existed at some point in your life. Maybe you were disconnected from yourself at some point in life. Can you think back to some formative years when you were, if you were a client with me, we'll go through this in three, five, four, five, six years old in which that maybe you were taught that expressing your emotions to their fullest capacity was neither liked, warranted, or approved of. Maybe it wasn't in your early formative years. Maybe you had a really good child upbringing, but maybe there was a partner that hurt you. Maybe there was a point in time where you hurt yourself. Maybe because of the events of life in which that, yeah, suffering is inevitable. Inevitable is suffering. It does not necessarily mean that... Uh, I can see situations in which that maybe someone had a very relatively harmonious upbringing, but a traumatic event occurred along the way. You know, Let's say you had loving parents your entire life, but all of a sudden... At 12, 13, they came to an end in a car crash. That's a very traumatic experience and maybe something may have happened there in your emotional disposition towards life. I'm obviously throwing you a generic example there, but you see what I'm saying here, which is that don't get too bogged down on uh, the timing of things. Don't get too bogged down on when things may or may not have happened. Just find out if anything did happen. Find out if anything did happen there. In order to understand why you would be shelling off and why you'd be emotionally walled off from showing her that true level of your full emotional experience. Now, why is that important, X? It's important because if someone can't understand you because you're not willing to give them all of you, then how on earth do you expect for them, uh, for you to understand them? Say that one more time. If you want someone to understand you, you have to give them all of you. Otherwise, they would never trust. They would never trust you in order to give themselves to you. People don't care until they know that you do. People... People don't care until they know that you do. And that is a very large principle that both operates on the macro and the micro of what we call life. What we call life here. So in your micro example here, X, which is that if she was getting very, very hot, escalating in sexual temperature towards you, you're probably doing some degree of acceptable and satisfactory emotional communication emotional signaling but when it got to the much more intimate levels of things when it came to the pressing of lips the unbuttoning of pants and shirts that there was likely a wall erected built maybe revealed i'd like you to understand what that is where that came from because it's likely going to be a repeating pattern for you if you don't address this it would explain her behavior as to why she would pull away, it would also explain why exactly, and I would love to have her in the room. It would also explain why if she's describing that 
It feels like you're not attracted to me when you touch me or kiss me. See, that's pretty damning right there. It's very diagnosive. It diagnoses the issue in which that you may be performing the actions of intimacy, but your intimacy has very little love within it, which is also very indicative, indicative of someone who's in pain, someone that is not willing to give all of themselves in the moment mm. Mm. for fear of something, fear of retribution, fear of inadequacy, fear of rejection. No doubt it likely comes from the camp of fear as to what particular tent you are sitting in that is on you to understand and to work through. So, before we move on to her 50, let's put in a little tactical endpoint here. Let's put a little remedy in here. How would we convey this to her? Let me get a little sip of water and we'll get to that. So now that X starts to understand that maybe there's an emotional lock on him, that he's got walls and he's got shields, he's got shells around his emotional communication... There is definitely a way of remedying this. There's definitely a way of starting the healing process. And it definitely can involve this woman if she's willing to come to the table. So let's do my best to try and bring her to the table. What I would say to her is that I would send her that message. Hey, listen, Jenna, fake name Jenna. I've been reflecting on our experiences together and I feel like I've come to some realizations and I'd love to play them off with you. I'd love to see what you think about them in regards to our connection together as well. Does Friday, Saturday, XYZ time suit you? Maybe at this, maybe at XYZ. She comes back and says, yeah, absolutely, let's go. So, again, low energetic noise-based space, low energetic noise arena environment. And we're going to go through effectively the principles of an open and direct conversation, which I have outlaid in many, 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 many podcasts. It's probably only going to be one, one rule or one point of the conversation that we can probably omit in which that, number one, we set the environment. Again, no distractions, not in emotionally charged environments, not your bedroom, not her bedroom, but at the park, at the beach, at a river, right? Somewhere not at a loud cafe, not at a loud bar, right? Somewhere where that the signal between you and them, the truth of who you are as human beings interrelating can be communicated effectively and efficiently. So setting the environment, part two, when you actually meet them there, acknowledge them, right? Sit her down and say, listen, Jenna, just want to start off by saying, I really appreciate who you are. I see you. Letting someone know that you appreciate them, appreciate them for who they are, it goes a long way. It goes a really long way because it's such a rare commodity in this world to have people without strings attached, to have people without expectations, to have people without prejudice come to communicate with you, but to communicate with someone as they are, to see them for who they are. If you can see someone for who they are, it opens up that doorway, the love, peace, and joy doorway, the doorway to actual human connection, the doorway to true communication, accurate communication. It primes people to want to listen. If they can see that you actually can see them, they want to listen to you. They want to understand where you're coming from. You're tapping on their empathy cue. You're tapping on their ability to want to co-create and co-join in this situation to help bring about a positive outcome. But if you start off just railing into, in this example, it'd be hard for you to take a arrogant position, but for a lot of people, because these principles I'm going through right now are very much based for conflict management. My original commerce steps when we go through environment, setting the environment, acknowledge the person, intent, uh, all the rules, T's and C's of the conversation, intent, her intent, and then remedy. 
right? This is mostly based for conflict in interpersonal relationships that I came up with myself. However, it can be very much applied to beneficial or positive conversations and we just adapt it to it. But in any case, in any case, back on this principle of acknowledge who they are for who they are, it primes them to want to listen, puts down their defensive shields off the bat, at least helps them to do the best that you can. So acknowledge them, see them who they are. This is the part that I said we're going to omit because in this conversation, there's very little likelihood of they're going to, there's going to be conflict in which that we would normally say now, okay, I would like for you to hear me fully first and then I want to hear you fully afterwards just so we don't make any early assumptions or get confused along the way. Let everyone be heard fully. We probably don't need to go through that. I probably wouldn't go through that in this situation X unless it's a nuance-based situation where you think either of you are likely to interrupt each other. But because of what the nature of what you've given me here, it doesn't seem like that's going to be an obvious thing. Feel free to add it, but it doesn't seem necessary. Definitely necessary in situations where you feel like the person's going to interrupt or get triggered because of conflict. Past that point, moving to the next stage, intent. Right, to outlay to her, and I'll give you a generic, or I'll give you a structure, but I don't want you to take it word for word. I want you to build it yourself. I would say to her, in which that, okay, listen, Jenna, I've been reflecting on our experiences together, particularly how you say to me that you don't feel like I'm attracted to you, even though I feel that I am. And what it likely is pointed to towards is that in my meditations, there's an emotional block within me. I'm not entirely sure where that's coming from yet, but I'd like to explore that. I'd like to and ask you, if you would help me to explore that and help me to express my emotions much more clearly in a much truer manner. And it doesn't have to be sexual. In fact, if anything, I don't want it to be, at least not at first. What I'd like it to be is for us to just be together, hold each other, breathe together, sit deeply together. For me to just stare into your eyes and understand who you are to really feel the depths of your humanity, to really feel the divine intertwining of our masculine and feminine energy, to feel the play between the heat and the water, like the hot sun and the deep stone. The truth that exists now, I want to feel that between you and I. That's it. That's your intent. Pause, let her now fill the space, let her explore everything that she feels about that. She may reject it, she may feel that, that that's something that's maybe too intimidating for her because we haven't even gone to her 50 yet, that's fine. She may accept it, open arms, very, very, uh, I'd say very likely. I'd say very likely because just in my situation, any girl that has ever received that level of communication from me, raw, honest, truth beautiful in that nature, is endeared, brings them closer to you, makes her feel like there's something here to be cultivated, that this is not ash, but this is fertile soil, and even if maybe this gentleman is not entirely sure where to plant the seeds and what seeds to plant, that's where I can help, and that's also a key human principle. Generally speaking, most human beings want to help. They want to make things better, and if you find a connection point with someone, people are more inclined to want to see the rebirth of a seed than the burning of it. But it's really important that they get from the person who's attempting to plant that seed, that they're given it their role. They're given it their earnest. They're committed to it. They're dedicated. They're, they're signed up. 
They're signed up, they're packed up, they're up on this dirt path and they're ready to walk. To surmount this mountain of the connection between you and them, that's what the other person needs to know. So if you can convey that, it'd be very likely that you'll say, okay. And actually, just to pause here for a second, I have a direct example of this going down on the podcast, on, of course, this podcast, but on the YouTube, the Bowl YouTube. In the playlist section, you'll find the Sarah Saga, Sarah Love Saga 2022. In episode three, you hear me detail exactly how I did this in real life with a girl, in which that we'd had a disconnect, and it's a very, very long story. That's actually part two was the episode that this gentleman referred to in the beginning of his message in this podcast, How to Heal a Broken Heart. In part three, we reconnected and meeting each other on the beach on a Sunday by coincidence. We sat down and she felt like she had evolved quite some bit. And I realized that I just needed to hold her. I needed to hold her and I said to her, listen, Sarah, I know this might sound a bit strange and feel free to totally pass on it, but I would love to just hold you and to hold you naked, to feel the connection of my heart with yours. It doesn't need to be sexual at all, but just to feel each other deeply together. That's what we did. She thought it was a fantastic idea. And so we did. We went back to her place and holding each other naked in her bed. I remember the next morning, she said to me, I never felt more connected a whole in my entire life. Breathing into each other. Feeling. Feeling the hearts and hearts. It eventually led that night towards a very raw, powerful, animalistic sexual experience. But that was not the intent. That was the organic follow-on, but it was not the intent. The intent was for me to get out of my way, to allow her to get out of her way, and for us to join the eternal way, to allow our spirituals, to allow the essence of who we are to enter each other and to understand that which words cannot describe. So... Bringing this back to X here in this conversation. After hearing her intent, hearing her part of it, is if a green light or red light, you'll understand, you'll know. But the most important thing is that you have at least made some step towards understanding a little bit more about yourself. You at least have understood yourself just a little bit more. And even if it doesn't walk through with this girl, that's totally fine. You keep walking on your journey. Because at the end of the day, the journey will always be your journey. At the end of the day, this is your mountain to surmount. So anyone who can help you, in fact, it should be, let's seek anyone that can help us. So pausing that right there, that's all that X needs to do. Get a summary on that. Feel like that there's likely an emotional block happening within him. He needs to understand why that is. And a part of that healing process is to actually go back to this girl and to see if she can help him because there's a direct reference point there. And in the way that she's going to help him is actually by providing that space in which that he can actually demonstrate his emotional spiritual connection that's really everything that i just said there in a nutshell now let's move over to her again i don't have her in the room i don't even have a message from her i'm basing everything i know off of his message so please take everything i say with a grain of salt because i'm going to take everything i hear and say with a grain of salt and if she ever listens to this i'm going to do my absolute best to do justice and i'm going to keep everything that i say to just general generalizations I want to take a scenario, two different scenarios here, in which that, let's say on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being extremely spiritually connected, zero being completely spiritually unconnected, and his ability to deliver emotions within that. Let's say that he is 
a seven or an eight. So above average, but not perfect. Good, but not perfect. And she still presents the same way. And she's still saying that she still gets scared when she gets too close, when she gets too hot, too close to fire, if you will, but relays it as the fact that it's because he's not showing enough emotional care and connection and that really that's manifesting. And she says that, uh, you know, I don't feel like you're attracted to me when I kiss you. I don't feel that connection when you kiss me, etc. But it seems to be more coming from her point of view. It seems to be coming from her camp in which that she's practicing an avoidance-based methodology, behavior. She's been very avoidant very ice turtle shell-like nature. For those that are looking at attachment styles, if you look at insecure, uh, secure attachment, insecure attachment, insecure attachment, breaking down into avoidant, and then on the other end, anxious. My way of describing that in a more visual way is the ice turtle shell and the losting firebird, which is something that I've described at length in this podcast, and particularly in the Girls of Daddy Issues video series, which is very popular on the channel. Whole podcast on the YouTube bowl channel, if you want to check that out. But the ice turtle shell represents the avoidant type in which that as a result of incurring tremendous abuse, physiological, psychological, sexual in her life from masculine energy specifically, when we're talking about the dance between and the connection between masculine and feminine energy and particularly in this scenario, the corruption of that or the damage to that, that a girl in her formative years likely received some form of abuse, abuse from the masculine energy and so that she learns to shell away from it, rejects all of it forms a heuristic, forms a generalized perception, so it doesn't just have to keep evaluating masculine energy every single time. It's just easier to say, all masculine energy is bad for me, and I'll allow myself to get this close, but any closer than that, and no, I'm out. And so they just practice that avoidance-based mentality. It's a very shutdown mentality. It's a very ice turtle shell. It's very cold. She seems to be manifesting a lot of that, but then if you look at the opposite end of the scale of attachment styles, if you will, or we just say, coping mechanisms, a protection-based behavior in which that you have the losting firebird, which as a result of the same abuse, right? Same abuse from masculine energy, a feminine being may choose to go in the opposite direction in which that she now forms her worldview, her identity around being treated poorly. However, as a result of patterns, because it's been reinforced to her if she kept getting abused, that her sense of self-worth got tied into the abuse so that now she feels like it's actually necessary and sustaining for her egoic existence, that she seeks now poor treatment from the masculine energy, abusive partners, partners that are narcissistic, that are Machiavellian, that will take advantage of her. But she doesn't interpret it that way. She interprets it as, oh, well, he's, he's just, he's giving me what I need. He's giving me the masculine energy that I crave. One particularly in a form that is abusive, but she doesn't see it as abusive. That's really key. Not consciously, unconsciously, there's something going on there, very deep. But there's a generalization for you there, either, which is that that type of person who goes that way will seek out poor masculine energy. Those are two far ends of the scales. Yes, you can flip between the two. No, you're not one for life. Yes, they are very, very macro, but they definitely paint a truth, right? Not the whole truth, not the nuance, but some of the truth. And what I'm saying with this particular girl X is that it is possible that let's say that your emotional care and connection is not as bad as we think it is. You know, let's say that it's a seven or eight. It's likely, it's, it is possible, I would say, not likely, but it is possible that her avoidance-based protection mechanisms, her ice turtle shell-like nature is recognizing your masculine energy and is just putting up walls regardless of how well you're doing. Now, I'm gonna put that there. And the reason why I put that one there first is because that's not actually what I think is going on. If I had to bet, I don't know, but if I had to bet, and what I bet is that it's actually the opposite. 
I think it's more likely that your emotional, spiritual deliverance and your ability to serve that connection is pretty low. Not only because you self-confess that you've had issues with it before, but because she's been willing to multiple times, multiple times try to reignite the sexual connection with you and she's gotten pushed away both times. So if it had only happened once, I'd probably lean more towards the former of what I just discussed. But now we're going to the latter and the latter is this, that it seems more like it is very li- is still high potential that she has fears of masculine beings that are not willing to show a full array of emotional communication. And it just so happens that with you, you have particular issues with that. So she's willing to get a certain distance to you, proximity I should say. She's willing to get to a certain proximal level of you intimately, sexually. But because you are unable to convey and to connect the bonds of trust and comfort beyond physical and mental, but into the spiritual realm, that she is given no reason, uh, no choice. Given no reason to come closer, but more so, more so, no choice but to back up. The fear of pain, the fear of damage. What if he hurts me? Any girl, I should say this right now, any woman, any feminine being, should have cause for concern if a masculine being is unable to convey a full array of emotional communication. And that, when I say full array, that's across physical, mental, and spiritual. If a masculine being, if you're a woman listening to this, and this is very informative for men, if you're a woman listening to this and you're with a man and he's unable to hold eye contact with you, he's unable to give you the essence of a vessel of acceptance. He's unable to give you that feeling that I can let go all of myself into him. Not just all of who I am because I've had a couple red wines and I'm willing to tell him some stupid shit I did when I was younger and you know, I'm very loose to myself. No, 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 no. I'm talking about when you get beyond the surface level bullshit of what society deems as attractive and you get into really the rawest truth of who you believe yourself to be, which undoubtedly has no name, undoubtedly has no words that come with it. And when you look into that person's eyes, look in those eyes and you feel this warm glow, this at ease, peace, to be at peace with another human being in a sexually intimate space, sensuality connected, kindness, warm heartedness connected. There is no time, there is no desire, there is only the organic flow of the present moment here and now. When you can, and if you can, if you cannot, if you cannot feel that from a masculine being, I don't think you have any business having a sexual interaction with him because, yes, you may have penetration, but penetration is but a mechanic utilized by the ultimate power of love. Penetration disconnected from love is but a game. But a cheap game, but a cheap game that will leave you damaged more so than when you entered. But a sexual experience that is infused with love, and that's not a Disney fairy tale love, it's a love that honors the moment, honors the truth, the beautiful truth that exists within you and her. The play, the, the play between your masculine and her feminine. That's love. And you infuse that love because that love has presence, that love has no name. It's the love with no name. And the love with no name is the true love. Beyond these word games here, as you can see, we end up going in circles. 
But hopefully after going around in circles all your life, you would realize that you were the circle. Coming back to it here, as a human being, you should expect that from your partner. As a human being, you should expect that your partner would endeavor to give that experience. And so as a female, it seems very likely from her perspective, diving back up here, in which that she's not receiving that communication from you, X, that you can go to that level of emotional spirituality, that sexual spirituality that moves beyond that physical, mental, and that shows she's giving reason to back up. She might not even understand that. She might just feel it inside of herself. I mean, she's been, she's been pretty good, actually, to verbalize and articulate that it's because when you kiss me, I don't feel like you're actually connected with me or that you're not actually attracted to me, which really what she's saying is that I don't feel like there's an emotional charge behind what you're doing. It feels like you're just doing for the sake of doing, that you're just, you're just doing things, but there's no infuse and infuse of the deep spirituality that we've been talking about in today's session. So that's what, if I had her, if I had you two as a relationship counseling session, both of you in the same session with me, what I would say is that now, in addition to X wanting to spend some time just in deep spiritual connection with her, I would like for her to explain to you X what it is that she desires. Because there is often, there is also the potential that her criteria for success could be too high. Could be too high. It couldn't be too much. High. I wouldn't, I'd hope, maybe too high is the wrong word. Maybe too wrong. I want to say too wrong. What I mean is just off the path. Her idea of emotional connection may be something very different to yours, maybe something very different to what I've outlaid here. So that would also be important to understand from her. It'd be very important to ask her, what is it that you desire emotionally when it comes to this intimate space? Talk to me about what it is that connects you, that would make you feel trusting and comfortable. Yeah, no holds barred, tell me about it all. Dark and light, tell me about it all. Try to understand it, try to get everything you can from the experiences of her and then maybe maybe if along this journey of understanding who she is a seed an idea of maybe she had been through a little trauma herself maybe a masculine being had given her reason one time to question and to always mistrust distrust masculine energy maybe that would be worth diving into and not just sweeping under the rug or for lack of courage not endeavoring to ask but to, even if you didn't get a direct signal, but to just simply ask her as you're looking deep into her eyes, has there been any traumatic experiences in your life that have caused you to mistrust masculine energy? I'd love to know. Sit it there. Sit deeply into that. Don't break that eye contact. Allow for the silence. If anything comes up, it'll likely come up as a very scientific fact that she would describe it as though if it was rape, sexual abuse, psychological abuse of some kind, if it was a betrayal of some kind, cheating, then it may come off very scientific and very emotionless. Let her explain and then come at her afterwards with a endeavor to want to understand her even better, which is to say, okay, I really heard what you just said and thank you so much for sharing. Now I'd love for you to give me the emotions with it because it sounded like you just gave me the USADA report. You just gave me the FDA report. But I want to know how it actually felt to be in that experience. There's no pressure. If you feel ready, please do. If you don't feel ready, that's fine as well. But I just want you to know that as a masculine being, my role here is to be your vessel of acceptance. 
melt down the chains that restrict your spirit and flow into my vessel. I'll be here to accept you. This is your role as a masculine being when confronted with a woman who's been through great trauma. To let her know that you see her beyond her. You see beyond the flesh, deeply into the spirit. A connection and intertwining. A connection and entwining. That's definitely not the word. Say that again. The connection and intertwining of that which we feel within each other. Deep, powerful connection within each other. It's raw. It's beautiful. It's true. Most women, given that opportunity, will open up. Maybe not all at one time. Maybe not quickly either. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be and shouldn't be. The process of understanding yourself in relation to others, the process of becoming a masculine being, if you're listening to this, or a feminine being, human principle here, in which that, I want to help people. I want to give people the best experience. I want to help sprout those fruits. I want to help deliver the best. Do my best to give them the best. It's all about the best experience at the end of the day. For if you're not striving for that, what are you doing? If you're just sitting there on your phone, hijacked by social media, hijacked by processed bullshit, food, just a processed way of living, right? disconnect yourself from the conveyor belt of the processed way of living and get back into the true nature of things. The true nature of who you are, the true nature of human connection, true nature of spiritual, sexual connection. Right? If you're dealing with this thing of people that go hot, cold on you, understand what you might be doing to give them reason to go cold on you, help to understand what it is about them that may have predetermined why they should be cold about you. All this relating back to unresolved trauma that leads to the pain expressed now that was a weed in your garden. That was a toxic animal on your tree. Just a parasite sucking the life, sucking the beauty that knows and you know to be true within you. As I always say, do your best. Do your best to remove <laughs> do your best to remove the limiting beliefs, negative self-perceptions, the egoic attachments. Do your best to bring a rise to all that love, peace, and joy. Do your best to detach from the expectation, from the outcome. Realize that the outcome is actually the journey itself. Realize that the destination, so little of importance, but how you got there and how you get there. That is the way. I'll either succeed first, I'll die trying to realize that you are imperfect, X. She is imperfect, X. But in your imperfection and recognition of that, the pursuit of perfection being perfect itself. The pursuit of perfection is perfect itself. There is honor in endeavoring to understand, to learn, to grow and evolve. There is honor in showing someone kindness, sweetheartedness, a warmth and energy that is receiving. Patient. Understanding. Trust me, as a masculine being, if you can provide even 10% of what I just said to a feminine being, you're going to be above most people. Right? The state of social dynamics between masculine and feminine energy is pretty poor right now. Most people don't fall in love these days. Most people don't have meaningful connections, whether it be in open style relationships or exclusive monogamous. It's getting a rare, as I said earlier in today's podcast, it is becoming a rarer and rarer commodity to have true human connection. To have raw sex of spirits. The sex of your spirits. The love creation of your spirits. To see beyond the TikTok, Snapchats, the Facebooks and the Instagrams of this life. And to see into the depths, the raw soil. To dig your fingers and scrape them along the ground. 
the ground of humanity. Right? To put your face, to put your face to the sun of human energy and to feel it encapsulate you eventually, causing your obliteration. Right? That is, that's what it means to be alive. That's what it means to be alive. And you can only get that when you detach from these screens, from the screens and from the distractions of society. And it's not that social media in and of itself inherently is a bad thing. It's how people use it is the bad thing. As we're right now, I'm using this medium of YouTube and podcasting to deliver great service, the greatest service I possibly can. But I think the key operative word there being that I'm using it. It's not using me. Don't get hijacked. Don't get hijacked. Do your best. Do your best in the situation X. I'm giving you the pathway here, giving you a lot of structure. And I know that you can. So you understand yourself. You do your best to understand her. And if you can do it as, as one, bring about a remedy together in which that you're willing to get into a space. Clothes may rem- clothes don't need to be removed. You two can sit on a couch. You can sit in a park. You can sit on the grass. You can sit on a river. You can sit on a beach. And you can just breathe, looking deeply into each other. Feel the power of your masculine and feminine energy play the honoring of the sexual connection between you two. If something needs to be born, it will. It will allow that to be organically flown out. Right? Allow those wings to spread as they will. But if they don't need to be, then continue walking your path and you'll fly again with someone else. All right? That's what life is. That's what life is. You fall in love at 13, you fall in love at 30, you might fall in love at 70. You might never fall in love. Maybe that's your journey in this life. But may your diamonds, say that again, may your demons die before you. May your demons be put to rest before you so that you would not have to relive them again in the next life. There is no guarantee that there is a next life, but there is no guarantee that there is not. So as a precautionary principle, do you think it not wise to put your demons to bed before you do? Put those demons to rest before you do. Just in case, just in case there's a scenario in which that maybe we live on an eternal thread of lives, in which that you are destined to relive and learn the lessons that you do not in this one, but in the next. Hmm. Brings a lot of meaning, doesn't it? Brings a lot of purpose to one's life when they realize that whatever challenges they're faced with right now actually serve for them. Whatever difficulties you face right now are actually for you. Not in some mystical universal like sense in which that there's a man of a white beard up there divining reasons for you to, to overcome certain things. But more so just because you clearly have an issue with this. If you have an issue with conveying true emotional communication with a feminine being, then that seems like something you need to overcome. The reason being, most importantly, why is it that you're emotionally walled off? Overcome that. Don't have to deal with that in the next life. Utilize the lessons from that to help others in this life. You know, it's just this... There's so much purpose to be found in the healing, in the removal of the dirt from your spiritual diamond. There is so much meaning in being the best person that you can be. Not just for yourself, but for others. Because all the things we do, not just for us, but for others. And that's when you ultimately come to realize that there are no others. And as you get to the end of it all, as you entered the mountain of yourself, you came out the other end to realize that you were everyone. I am me, I am no one, I am everyone. And with that, my friends, this is exactly where we'll wrap up today's session. Yeah, it's been a very tactical, spearheaded-like session, but I feel like we've got everything we need to get here. 
without too much ruminization. And I hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed that. And actually, just before we do head out, I feel like it is most prompt for us to sit into the silent truth of what happens when you remove words. So let's do a deep diaphragmic breath. Four seconds, inhaling into your diaphragm. Allow the belly to expand. Hold that for seven seconds. Release it slowly over eight. And then sit in the silence and breathe again when you are ready. Sighing it out at the end. Here we go. Four second inhale in three, two, one. Hold. And release. Sit it empty. Breathe when you are ready. Sigh it out. And I hope, my friends, that in that little intercepting moment where you remove the words and you sit into silence, you found a little piece of who you are. Practice that for 25 minutes. Do that for 25 minutes. You don't have to do the 478 for 25 minutes, but sitting in silence for 25 minutes. You know, if you're too busy for that, then you should probably do it for an hour, I think is what the Dalai Lama once said. Too busy to meditate for 25 minutes, then you probably need to do it for an hour. A daily practice. Every single day, whether it's five minutes, 25 minutes, just daily to check in with who you actually are. It goes a long way. And for anyone who's looking to upskill their social dynamics, increase their ability to connect with other human beings, I can't think of a more necessary skill. The ability to be present, the ability to breathe, to love deeply. In order to love deeply, you must breathe. You must be able to breathe not only yourself, but breathe life into another. You can breathe life into another, you inevitably invite the reciprocal you inevitably invite them to breathe into you and it's as two spirits intertwine and they breathe into each other that's when you start to realize what beautiful what beauty is you start to realize what beauty is when two spirits intertwine with each other and they start breathing together yeah it's love it's the deepest of love and i hope that all of you find your way home to it realizing that it exists within you that love exists deeply within you it always was you just along the way you strayed. So come home. Come home. And I wish you all so much love, peace, and joy, as always. Until next time. Ciao. And that brings me to my thanks for all of you. Thank you, first off, for just being here, your presence. But please let me know. Let me know in a comment down below where you are in your lives, how you felt about this, any commentary. I'll do my best to get back as soon as I possibly can. And also, if you did enjoy the content, please hit the thumbs up on the YouTube video. It just helps it get sent out to more people in the community. And if you feel like this would resonate with someone else, please share it to some of your close friends. If you would like to dive into one-on-one coaching, that's all available on boldojo.com. Guided meditation. Free resources of wisdom. Free weekly on my newsletter, Bold Sip. Just chuck your email in. comes out every Friday. That's all available. All the links are down below. And if you would like to support the podcast directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link down below or on the website, boldojo.com in the podcast section. 
anything that you guys give is always super appreciated. So thank you very much. Wishing you all the love, peace, and joy in this life.